I would tell you how much I actually really hate this song. I'm really surprised that this is your song because you did tell me how much you hate it. <laughs> it's the only thing I don't like about Harrison Bader. It genuinely is. Because everything else, the guy's the man. So, uh, But anyway, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Empire 161 Show, Season 3, Episode 22, Playoff Edition. Because we are in the playoffs now, and we got a lot of playoff baseball to talk about, both past and future going on. So, big night for us. Uh, but, yeah, thanks for joining us. If you're joining us on the Facebook live stream or if you found us on uh, YouTube or if you found us on um, Instagram or Twitter or wherever you found your audio on the podcast, we always appreciate the support. And with me, as always, is Lisa Garcia. Lisa, what's up? I am so excited that today starts the ALCS. I am very for, uh, looking very forward to cheering our guys on for the first couple of games because, as Ed already knows, I'm going away and I will not get to see the last couple of games and potentially some of the World Series if uh, when they make it into the World Series. Uh, but I'm excited about tonight being game one of the ALCS. Not excited about Houston. We will get into that. But you know what I'm mad about, Ed? What's up? This, is, this has nothing to do with... Yankees right now. I'm mad that I came home from work today and I had to put these on. Yes, it's already tied. Oh my god! For but these are not Uggs. I do not wear Uggs. These are fuzzy house slippers because it is cold. And my <laughs> my coat, my jacket today was not enough. I had to wear a jacket and a scarf and a long sleeve um, uh, blazer over my outfit today, and I was still cold. So the fuzzy slippers had to come out. It's just that time of year. We've skipped from summer to late fall real quick. Yeah, we, we really did here in New York. I mean, if you're, you know, if you live in New York and you're catching us, obviously you know the deal. Um, the weather's been super erratic. Uh, game one, jersey, short sleeves. Beautiful, perfect oh night. Oh, my God. It was, it was perfection. Yeah. And then game two, hoodie. Sweatpants, <laughs> not jacket quite yet. Uh, and then yesterday, hyper warm hoodie jersey. So it's it's escalating. It's definitely escalating. Uh, and so. let's go back to the day before yesterday that was supposed to happen. Yes. Uh, torrential rain all night. But temperature wise, and I answered someone's question. Yeah, I believe it's Shelly on Twitter who I, who I had tweeted because she had said something. She follows us on Twitter. She was asking, like, oh, is everyone uncomfortable over there at the stadium? I'm like, honestly, and, and Lisa, you know, like, the seats we usually sit in mm -hmm. are, is covered. So, and it's part of the game plan is to be covered from the rain. And we were. And the temperature wasn't too bad, honestly. It was it was okay. But, yeah, obviously the game didn't get played. So, who gives a shit about the temperature then <laughs> at that point? <laughs> uh but yeah, no, we're 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 kicking off. We're the we're the leadoff show tonight because we got uh, we stomped you out is right after us, uh, the giant show, and then we got unsportsmanlike conduct after that. So, as a leadoff person usually does, let's hit the ground running and come flying right out of the gates. Uh, let's talk about that division series first, though, before we get to the ALCS. Mm -hmm. uh, but it seems like a month ago, but Yankees <laughs> did go ahead and take Game One of the series. Uh, from the Guardians by a final of four to one, a pretty convincing win. Nothing really. The drama didn't really hit just yet because the series had a lot of drama involved. But oh, this yeah. one was, yeah, this one was fairly solid. Questions going into it were, you know, a lot of it surrounding Garrett Cole and 
you know, his blowups during the season, which we've well documented on this show plenty of times. It's like he'd be great for five innings, and then that one inning, you're like, what the hell just happened? Why is there five runs on the board? But no, and he had that moment. I believe it was the fourth or fifth inning where it looked like it was happening, like something yes. didn't go his way. Then it started like, you know what I mean? Little by little, you're like, oh, shit, come on, please don't. Not in the playoffs, come on. No, but Cole bared down like an ace should and got out of it. I mean, he he really did. It was it was impressive. This looked like more vintage Garrett Cole, the guy that we signed to be this guy. Uh, so he went ahead and picked up his first win of the postseason, going six and a third. I thought he could have went a little longer, but his pitch count to get him into trouble a little bit. Uh, four hits and earned run, one walk, eight strikeouts. Uh, the offense still supplied. Uh, Anthony Rizzo was one for four with his uh, with a home run and two RBIs. Uh, that guy Harrison Bader, whose walk up music we did lead off the show with, uh, was one for three with a home run. Uh, Josh Donaldson had two opposite field singles and a walk, and Jose Trevino pitched in with a sacrifice uh, RBI himself. So, yeah, yeah, Trevino did a couple of small things offensively throughout the series, and I actually think he's had one hit. He had one hit the entire series, but you make him count. So, you know, solid yeah. job, definitely done right there, especially when you think back to it a season ago, who our catcher was, who probably doesn't make contact and get sack flies and things of that nature. Exactly. Um, and fun fact about Harrison Bader, he's the first in Yankees history to have his first home run with the team come in the postseason. Wow. That's – and like we always say, when you get a first in Yankees history in 2022, that's nothing to sneeze at because it's just – you would yeah. assume everything's happened at this point. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it's cool to see a kid from New York getting the chance, you know, and everything like that. He grew up a Yankees fan as well, you know, to contribute. You can tell the dude's just hyped up. And, by the way, I also want to comment on he's got the old school 90s, early 2000s turtleneck going. And I know it seems like Gardner had one of those. And I know Frazier wanted one of those. It's got the NY over here in the Major League uh-huh. Baseball logo. I love those things. I've always wanted to get one of those. Wherever the heck he found it, I mean, that's tremendous. That's, that's probably awesome. stolen from Gardy's locker. <laughs> probably, right? Or maybe they one of them called because him and Gardner are probably like around the same size, right? You, they look you it, guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, like it. So, you know, that, that, I thought that's really cool because he seems to be, he's got the eye black going and stuff. Like he seems to be one of the most vintage. He's got you know, late 90s, moms. early 2000s walk up song. <laughs> it's true. That's, that's a good point. That yeah. is a good point. Uh, <laughs> So uh, in game two, though, not so fortunate. A really frustrating game for the Yanks. Went ahead, they dropped the, uh, game two by a final four or two in extra innings. Uh, Nesta Cortez, though, took a no decision. He pitched five innings, six hits, two earned runs, three walks, three Ks. So it wasn't like super lights out, but he pitched well enough to, to win that game. Uh, Jameson Tanayone took the loss in extra innings. A tough luck loss because he gives up three hits and two earned runs he gets charged for, but he was getting blooped to death. Like, which is kind of feel like the that was the Guardians offense this entire series. Tons of bloopers, like infield singles and stuff like that. And I was like, I mean, it was really, really hard to watch, like with them. Because you just kind of feel like we're crushing the ball. What's going on here? And then they're just kind of like slicing us to death with like paper cuts. It was just it was annoying. Um but Big G, though, did supply the offense going one for three with his two-run homer early on, right in the first inning off of uh, Shane 
Justin Bieber, as Bob Costas did call him that, because he knew that <laughs> was going to slip. Uh, IKF pitched in, was two for four with uh, a walk and a stolen base. And uh, Glaber Torres was two for five with a run scored. So, for me, though, Lisa, the story of this game comes to some, I don't know, like, do you think Tyone should have been the guy to go to in that in that spot, in that in that situation here? I mean, so they put him in the bullpen, you know, just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough. It's a tough call. It's a, it's a tough call. He hadn't played in a while. Um, he's not, as far as I can recall, he's not used to being in the bullpen. So mm-hmm. it, it was kind of awkward, especially when there were a couple of guys and one in particular, I don't want to give away my uh, king of the hill. Uh, but one person in particular who was clutch the entire series. So, yeah. I mean, he, he could have, they, they could have done something else there. Um, and, you know, like, I'm really, I'm concerned about tonight. So we'll get there. We'll get well, there. Well, all right. So, yeah, it is fair to say Tyone's not, yeah, he's on the postseason roster. He's in the bullpen. He's rarely going to get, he's, he's there for situations like tonight. Yeah. Like to take the spot start if you need a couple of innings out of bullpen. So I kind of get Boone's thinking of, all right, if we're going to go a couple of extras without the Manford man, because in the postseason there is no Manford man on second base. So I can kind of get that. You don't want to burn through your bullpen when, especially when we're lined up to play three the next three days in a row at that point uh, because of the rain out this game was played on Friday. Right. Um, I just think the order of the bullpen is what I had the issue with. Like Wandy pitched in literally every game in the series. But mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, did you need to go to the starter right there, though? Like, right. I mean, did we have to there? I was just, I don't know. I just would have went into a completely different order than Boone did. Maybe I also don't take Nestor out as early. Mm-hmm. And that is something that this series, though, I don't think Boone was as frustrating to watch as he has been in, a, in, a, in previous postseasons because I feel like in the past, he's like itching to get to the bullpen, like the third inning. You're like, dude, these guys can pitch six, seven innings. Like, it's okay. Mm -hmm. They're supposed to. Yes, they're supposed to. And also, I just don't like – I don't love the fact of you going to the same relievers in a short series day after day after day because what makes relievers special is you don't see them all the time. Right. So when you keep seeing them, hitters are going to get used to it and get accustomed and get comfortable. And, you know, shit happens then. So that that was just kind of like my only gripe with this. But overall, I'm not killing Boone for the series. I actually was kind of on – with him most of his decisions uh this game and the next game though were where my issues lied it was tough uh real quickly with this game when ahmed rosario hit his solo home run in the top of the fifth it was mm-hmm. the first home run nestor cortez jr let, has let up since august 21st yeah so not happening and again it's okay he can give up a home run and right. he can still like not have to like oh my god i can't wait to get him out of there yeah. It's just like, dude, then just go with all straight bullpen games if this is the kind of crap that we're doing here. So, and that's obviously not, not possible. So, um, I don't know if you caught this. Um, it was it was about last night's game, so I can wait. But the the commentators were talking about his pitching style and how he does like those, you know, like the pretzel pitch and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my favorite former Yankees, who uh, was my John Carl Stanton back in the day. Was talking about how um, how like it may look like it's complicated, but batters don't really get as fooled as you think because 
once he's in like like once he puts his hands together and and you know gets ready to separate them out that's really what the batter is looking for with their timing yeah um so i was talking about curtis granderson in case people don't know about that <laughs> my mom used to affectionately call him curtis grandersia because she wanted him to be her son-in-law <laughs> uh Curtis, Curtis. I like Curtis. He was, he was a song. Yeah. I like him as a commentator too. Yeah, no, he's good. I've got to hear him, you know, a little bit here and there. Yeah. Um, all right. So that takes us to game three, which the uh, guardians, this was, this was probably the most, if you want to say controversial or where Boone put himself open for, for his bullpen management. Again, uh, they ended up walking off the uh, Yanks six to five in the bottom of the ninth inning. Uh, with five straight singles, which is completely nuts. And you probably won't see that very often, but here we are. Um, down to their last strike, too. Literally, on Gonzalez, it was down to his last strike. Went ahead and flared. Went out of the five hits, two were hard, decently hit. Mm-hmm. And then we got the bloopers again. And then it's just, it was just nuts. So just, it was driving me crazy the whole series. And I kind of figured it was, the, the luck was going to run out a little bit at, at some point. You can't just keep going like that. Yeah. But uh, Sevy did take the ball, though. Uh, he took a no decision, five and two-thirds. Uh, got off to kind of a rough start, eight hits, three earned runs. No walks, though, which is huge. Uh, mm-hmm. Six strikeouts, but he settled down. And the first two innings, Guardians were kind of hitting him around a little bit. Once he settled in, he was cruising. And I also think he could have went a little further than that. But, again, it wasn't as drastic as in the past, mm-hmm. but, which is why I kind of think I was okay with it. Um, but I still would have pushed him a little bit further. Uh, Aaron Judge, though, it was he uh, kind of made his entrance into the series with a uh, two-run homer. Harrison mm-hmm. Bader was two for four with his second home run of the series, uh, two runs scored, and uh, Oswaldo Cabrera, mm-hmm. two for three with a home run and two RBIs and two runs scored. And I didn't have it. Now this is also the game, by the way. Uh, no, no, it was actually the it, it was actually the next game. But this is the game where I think things started to get. A little spicy in this series because Cabrera, admittedly, he did pimp that home run. He did. He, he got into it, and it's fine. I, it's his first postseason. No, his no, no. first home run in the postseason. Let the young guy have some fun. Listen, I am not – I've said this on our, our social media and everything. Um, I am for the whole let, let him play, let the kids play thing. I'm fine with baseball doing that and kind of like, you know, un, un, undoing the tie a little bit and kind of letting him go. But there's ways to do it and ways not to. I just want to make this an example. Cabrera, I had no problem, and it's not because he's on the Yankees. The way he did it, though, he didn't look at the pitcher. He wasn't demeaning to the pitcher. He looked at his dugout, yelled to them, and let's go. When you're doing that, I personally have no issues with that. You're hyping up your team. There's camaraderie. You're in a you're in the postseason. You're in you're on the road too. Like emotions are part of it. That's what the whole mm-hmm. let the kids play thing is. Emotions are part of the game. Let it out. And I'm fine with it. I actually really like it. The next game is, though, when it can go sour. And to me, I'm actually glad it happened now because it brought back one of my favorite cheers in Yankee Stadium in all time that I never in a million years thought I was ever going to hear again. Uh, We got anything on this game before we get to the next one because I definitely really want to get to the next game. Yeah, so just really quickly, when Aaron Judge hit his two-run home run in the top of the third – that was his 12th postseason home run, which ties him for fifth in Yankees history. And it was a 449-foot uh, hit, which was the longest of – which was his longest in the postseason. 
And and actually, one more thing before we move on to this, stuff. This was the mismanagement of the entire series of the bullpen. The whole thing of Clay Holmes was stretching and wasn't available oh, because yeah. the, the not wanting to pitch him in back-to-back games, which I'm not saying that – listen, I hate it when managers tell you before the game, oh, this person's available, this person's this. We're going to do it like this. No, shut up because you don't need to tell us – don't need to tell the opposition what the hell you're going to do. I'm fine with that. Play it close to the vest. My issues in here, why is Clark Schmidt closing the game in the ninth inning when, number one, he's not a closer? He has some he has some uh, bullpen experience. But if Clay Holmes is available, or maybe you want Wandy to finish that game up, who has some closing experience and mm-hmm. was huge in this series. Mm-hmm. His biggest moments didn't even come yet. So I just don't – I just again, it was the order. And maybe you want to close with Lewisaga or Peralta in that situation. Or, hey, Clay Holmes. Any of those three I would have been satisfied with. Clark Schmidt, I just thought was a weird thing. Maybe Clark Schmidt's a guy you bring in earlier in the game, like yes. right after the starter, six, seven inning guy or something like that. You know? Um, so that was my issue with that. And either way, it still took five straight singles to go ahead and, and to, to get to him. But regardless, I just still think that was not, not right. And his pitch selection against Gonzalez – Going five straight curveballs, you got to give me a show me fastball at some point to change the eye level. Then you go ahead and do that. Keep throwing in the same pitch in the dirt. He's going to get to him sooner or later, and he did. So that was my issue there. That takes us to uh, Sunday night, though, where the Yankees went ahead and tied up the series uh, by a final of four to two. Garrett Cole picks up his second win of the season uh, of the of the series. Uh, seven innings, six hits, two earned runs, one walk, and eight strikeouts. Wandy Peralta mentioned made the ninth inning look like he was—he might as well have been yawning while that was going on. Like he came in, it was like one, two, three. Listen, I got this. It was almost like Booney. You could have had this last night. We could have been closing this damn thing. Here you go. It just kind of obviously that's not the case, but you know that's kind of how easy he made it look. Um, Harrison Bader was one for three with his third home run of the series. Uh, two RBIs, Anthony Rizzo, two for four with an RBI and a kind of ridiculous base running blunder in the first inning. <laughs> Where I don't know what the oh hell he was God, thinking after he drove that so in. You texted me. You texted me also. Like, what the fuck was going on there? Uh, Aaron Judge was one for four with his second home run of the series. Started to heat up, and Giancarlo Stanton was 0 for three, but did get a sack fly in a key situation to push them up, you know, a little bit further. Yeah. So that was big. Now, the big thing in this game came when Josh Neller, who I can't stand even before this series, goes ahead and takes Garrett Cole deep on another thing, the pitch selection I wasn't a fan of there. You kind of that's a situation you can't keep throwing a guy fastballs. Then you got to show him again a curveball or you throw your knuckle curve or your slider at some point, hit him off it. But he, he did, he hit a shot. And then now there's the infamous baby rocking around the bases. And also doing it to Cole, like literally yeah. looking at him and yelling at him. And the Yankees, he did it to the dugout too. Yeah. Now that's where you have let him play goes wrong. That's not let him play. That's your call. That's you're being a douchebag at that well, point. Well, that's, that's the there's going to be some kind of retaliation. Like, and oh, listen, old school baseball, he would have been, he would have got drilled in his next at bat, and that would have been the end of it. Yeah. That would have been it. He would have got it right between the numbers and just sent the message immediately. But that's what I'm saying. With the let him play now, I think that there's a lot of gray area where people don't really know where to draw the line and not. 
you don't show up to pitcher. You don't look at him. You don't yell at the pitcher. You're not trying to embarrass your opponent. That's what I'm saying. That's where you got to kind of like get it, get it straight. And it, it makes me laugh, though, because Lauren Shahadi of TBS goes and does some digging and finds out what the meeting was because everyone was confused. Why is this dude rocking the baby? What the hell's going on here? And he literally backed up what we all thought. Oh, because, you know, that's my, that's my son. You know, I'm his daddy thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, so you really are a douchebag. Okay, cool. We, we got it now. And that's when I posted on our pages, like, if the opportunity presents itself in this game or the next, and they're up by a lot, you should get drilled. That's it. You send them. And I, get, I agree that the ultimate message is just to get them out, and that's it. Just totally shut them down. But I was kind of waiting for And I wouldn't be shocked if it happens next year. Like, baseball players don't forget about this shit. They definitely don't. They don't. So don't be shocked next year. First time Cole's pitching against the Guardians next year, he gets one. So, uh, yeah, I couldn't stand that at all. I I thought he was a total a-hole. Like, Mm -hmm. you just don't do that. That's so ridiculous. Um, But I guess they were feeling themselves after winning two two games. Mm -hmm. So uh, they felt like, you know, things were going to swing their way. Um, the fun fact I have for this game, though, is when Harrison Bader hit his two-run home run in the top of the second. Uh, that was his third home run in his fourth postseason game with the Yankee, with the Yankees, tying Charlie Keller's club mark in 1939. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah, he had himself. A, listen, yeah, the kid had himself a series. He he sure as hell did. Um, oh. now, so I know we're gonna get to game five. I just want to say, prior to talking about it that I love Glaber Torres. <laughs> <laughs> and if you watch the game, you know why I love Glaber Torres today. <laughs> All right, so let's get to that. Uh, let's get to last night's game, which was the second rain-out, rain-delayed game of uh, the series, which the Yanks went ahead and clinched uh, game five yesterday, the winner-take-all uh, by a final five to one. Uh, Nesta Cortez brought back on short rest because mm-hmm. Tyone was going to get that start if the game was – uh, Monday night, but since it was pitched on Tuesday, they decided, screw it, we're going to go ahead and run with him. Totally behind the decision. He looked great. He Again, though, could have went another inning. I, I'm just saying, he could have went one more inning. I, I think we're still a little quick on the trigger, but not as bad. Uh, did pick up his first win of the series. Uh, went five innings, three hits, one walk, two strikeouts. Really only got into one bit of trouble, which was the play that for the second time in the series, a ball drops between Hicks and Cabrera and Donaldson. Like, it just – it happened two or three times in the series. But this – unfortunately, though, listen, we have our feelings about Hicks, but we're not trying to see anyone get hurt, and he is done for the playoffs. He is hurt. he did have uh, – yeah, after an MRI said he'll be out six weeks, so well, soon Aaron Hicks. You know, again, all the other stuff aside, you don't want to, you don't want to see anyone get hurt. Right. Um, but, though – that's that was kind of really the only threat that they had on the entire game. Uh, yeah, because they Gullis, came in hot this game. No, they did. So that was the only one. And, and again, I think it was finally because the bloopers and the bullshit stopped. Like it, 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 the luck ran out sooner or later. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Carlos Stanton though got things going early with his three-run homer, uh, yeah, second yeah. of the series. Aaron Judge two for four with his third home run of the series. Uh, Anthony Rizzo was one for three with an RBI and a run scored. Um, but yeah, and the bullpen management absolutely fine in this game. That's kind of how you want them to see it go, and it was really impressive 
that Wandy Peralta pitched in all friggin' five games of the series. Like, the dude's got a rubber arm. And I also think the rainout did benefit the Yankees because mm-hmm. going into game five, Guardians bullpen was fully rested. Mm-hmm. They were good to go. The Yankees were kind of a little bit running on fumes. Get it, curious to see how that was going to go. But, you know, it, it did help them out, even though we'll see what happens, you know, going into the next series. But baseball's played every day for months all season, so it shouldn't be shouldn't be that serious. Um, but your whole thing with Glaber Torres, though, which I'll admit I did not catch immediately because I think I was just screaming and stuff like that. I saw him do something, but when he caught the last out over there from IKF, that was great, that he went ahead and rocked the baby. And did you also see what Osvaldo Cabrera did when he was at shortstop earlier in the game? No, he, I did not. I, I didn't catch this until later. So apparently he caught a line drive from Naylor, and he yelled at Naylor in the batter's box. He said, you're my effing son. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, you can read it. You can see the lips going. Wait, who said that? I can? No, what? no, no, Cabrera. He said it quickly. I don't know if you heard him or not over the crowd. No, I didn't. Much. I was at no. work uh, in the beginning of the game. So no, no, he react. No, I'm saying I don't know if Naylor even heard it or not. But like he, you could tell he yelled it, and it was highlighted on Twitter. I forget who had, had sent that out, but that was that was great. I mean, I I really really like the kid. Uh, we're not going to see him. Well, we might see him tonight. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah. Um, overall, though, in the series, though took a little longer than we had anticipated. We both called it in four games. We were kind of probably realistically leaning towards three games, but, you know, it's fine. Um, Wait, I have two fun facts for this game. Yeah. Uh, one is about Giancarlo, so I'm definitely saying that. Uh, he's hit 11 home runs in his first 23 postseason games, which is tied with Carlos Beltran for the most of all time. Stan, listen, anyone out there who's had these – Stanton, anti-Stanton bullshit. Like, that should have died about a year or two ago. He, the, dude's, the dude's been great in the playoffs. Yeah. Say what you will about hitting two. Listen, on base and average-wise, he was he did not have a good season. But if right. a guy hits 31 home runs, drives in 70-something runs in a bad season, it's not uh, the worst yeah. thing in the world. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and he's also very good to look at. But that's <laughs> the point. Uh, and in the bottom of the second, when Aaron Judge has hit his solo home run, uh, he has four career home runs in a winner-take-all postseason game, which is an all-time major league record. Yeah, and, and it's funny because I saw a lot of the, a lot of the networks and stuff are flashing a lot of that stuff up there. They always you see it next to. Well, I, I mean, I can't pass this up. I'm sorry, Lisa. Who has the most home runs in postseason history? Is a Yankee. It's a center fielder. It's none other than Bernie Williams. What? Uh, no, but I'm saying though, no, no. But my point being though is that you see ahead of like Ruth and Gehrig and Mantle and stuff, and it's because back then there was just regular season in the World Series. Mm-hmm. There was no ALCS, Division Series, Wild Card. I mean, does you can make the case it is harder to win the World Series now because you got to get through so many rounds where anything could happen. Right. Then the other case can be made is. You had to literally destroy your entire regular season to even make the World Series, and there was no way. I don't. I can see both sides of the argument with that. Um, but no, it's he's been awesome in the playoffs, like throughout his Yankee career now. So like that narrative needs to just it, it shouldn't be dead. It should obviously be really rested at this point, regardless of what happens the rest of this this season. Um, but 
the chant that came back in the stadium, though, and I absolutely adored it immediately after Naomi's first at bat was Who's Your Daddy? Mm, it's now, been a while. Not, and yeah, and, and I was at the original. And it, unfortunately, it was 2004 ALCS game two with Pedro, but Lisa, I, I shit you not, that was still one of the craziest things I've ever seen. I was explaining it to Angie that night. The crowd, just to see the crowd so in sync, Pedro, when he came out of the, the dugout that night to warm up before the game, the stadium was packed already, and they started chanting it immediately. The entire time he warmed up and took them out before the game and everything, it was nuts. It didn't get to that level, but it was pretty damn good where it was at. And I never would have thought in 2022 there would be any reason to ever bring back Who's Your Daddy, especially in Yankee Stadium. Tip of the cap to the to the rest of the stadium fans. That was <laughs> fucking phenomenal. I, I adored it. He uh he leans into that though because he did like a um uh I don't know what uh, you know like a, a draft or whatever or uh, a who's your daddy draft thing and it was John Carl Stanton, Nestor Cortez, and oh, yeah. then and New York hotels. <laughs> <laughs> no, he listened. I I. I can't stand Pedro Martinez. I admit that he knows his shit, though. And, and so, he does. He's a very a, he's very intelligent when it comes to baseball. Absolutely. Yeah, it's very much strictly about a rivalry and and so his on field stuff. That's all. Um, yeah. But he he's leaned into it. He owned it. He's the one who opened the door for it. He's the one who said, "Tip my cap and call and call them my daddies." Mm. So and he kind of had a whole thing with fans in the stadium, the fan base, and going back and forth and stuff like that. So. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is kind of funny that he opens up to it. And Josh Naylor, I think I had read earlier today, he was trying to somewhat do the same thing. He goes, "Wow, it was like a childhood dream that the whole stadium was." I'm like, "Shut up, dude! You know that you're never going to hear the end of this. It's going to keep going next season, and it's never going to stop." So well, it's just like um, the center fielder. We went to the game. Uh, oh, Miles Straw. Yes, with the, with the Guardians too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they have not let him forget that. So, no. stadium yeah, doesn't forget. Our, our fans have, we, we, us fans, we have long memories about these things. Yeah. The stadium doesn't forget. Nope. That, that's it. Stadium's yeah, watching. And we will hold you accountable. Yep. You will be held accountable, even if you're on our team. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, but no, great atmosphere. It was awesome. There's been videos of people like, Losing their shit after the game and stuff like that. It was a lot of craziness outside of the stadium. Yeah. Um, I'm for it. Listen, I get it. They're like, oh, the Yankees are celebrating like it was 09. Calm down, dude. Don't tell people how to celebrate. Everyone's having a good time. They were there. It was a game five winner take all. Like the season could have ended yesterday. Like, let, let people enjoy it. That's it. And we're hoping we have two more, three more technically huge celebrations because another one would be downtown a bit further. You know, mm -hmm. if things go the way we, we hope they do. Um, but overall, though, good series, though. Guardians, listen, they still, they did win over 90 games. I know it was in the AL Central. But they do pitch their asses off, and they play good defense. Their offense is a lot to be desired. It's mostly just Jose Ramirez. But, you know, still, still a worthy opponent. I'm not comparing them to the current one now. But still, they're not, they're not a pushover. Mm -hmm. So. Um, all right, so we will get to our because we did have a week our awards of the week, as we always do, our top of the heap and our king of the hill. So, first up will be top of the heap hitter of the week or hitter of the division series, really. 
-hmm. So I kind of have a feeling I know who yours is, but go for it, Lisa. Who do you got? I think I might surprise you because I think I led you to believe that it would be Giancarlo, and it is not. It might is that on purpose? Do you, are you playing games now? It, this well, is where we're at. <laughs> so earlier, earlier today when I texted you, I meant it, but then I looked. I was, you know, I looked at the stats, uh, and I was like, oh, you know, he did a really great job, but I can't give it to him just because I like him. <laughs> um, somebody did better, and I'm sorry if I stole this from you because I'm sure it's yours as well because you mentioned him like five times. Harrison Bader, Darth Bader. Yep. I, I mean, I, I got nothing else to say. I mean, Harrison Bader is definitely my top of the heap as well. I mean, the, yeah. the kid had himself a series. Uh, it's funny, three home runs, though, but it felt different from Judge's three home runs, even though Judge's didn't mean something. Obviously, they meant something they three home runs as well. But, no, I mean, the kid played plays ass off this series. It was great to see. And I also think it's big that Judge didn't have to because Judge carried the team offensively throughout the whole season. Yeah, and it took him a little while to get going in this series, but listen, they're winning series without him just carrying them again. That's what you want to see, to you know, to keep this going and to, and to go all the way. So, no, you did. You led me to. I, I thought we were going. With, I thought you were going with Stan, which Stan would have been another worthy candidate. It would have been well, perfectly sure. fine to pick him. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. No, but Bader, you know, Bader gets it even. Like I even give him bonus points for what you said before. Since coming on a team, he's shown nothing but energy, positivity. He's kind of like the Nick Swisher of the team now. Yeah, you're right. I, I agree. With Swisher, too, I think Swisher was more a little happy-go-lucky. Where Bader, I agree with you, though. They bring the energy, but Bader seems to be more intense. Uh, you know what he, I mean? No? He's, yes, he's a little more intense, but he's also got, like, there's, there's, uh, there was a time where he was mic'd up towards the end of the season, the day that Josh Donaldson was supposed to be mic'd up, but then they had to switch to him. Yeah. And he was really good. And every time somebody made a play, attaboy, attaboy, like yeah. he was just like hyping everybody up. It was really cute. You know, like, you can see it though. You can see that it's like this is his like childhood dream come true. Yeah. He's, he's like floating on air right now. He's having so much fun and he's, 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 um, appreciating it while it happens too which yeah. is great. You know, like Derek Jeter always said, I wish I did that. Um, and Harrison Bader's doing it and it shows. Yeah. And another thing is that all those people, all the people, and we questioned it. It didn't make us, we'll admit it. We, we raised our eyebrows when Cashman traded Jordan Montgomery for Harrison Bader. Yeah. But this was the, why you need to let things wait and see. Let's see yeah. how it goes. Montgomery looked lights out in his first handful of starts and then had an over six ERA the rest of the season after that. So that was, I mean, he had a terrible finish. Bader, this is what Cashman literally said. He will be our center fielder moving forward in the playoffs and stuff like that, and it has worked out so far. Mm -hmm. So you got to, I know everyone wants to bang on Cashman, and that's been the thing this year in the last couple of years, but you got to give him credit to where it's due. He does make some good moves as well, and so far this has definitely been one that's paid off for me. So. Um, all right, so that takes us to our King of the Hill Pitcher of the Week. Uh, I will lead this one off, though. There were two strong candidates, and I'm going with Garrett Cole. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I'm going with Garrett Cole. Listen, he he to me, he re-fortified himself as the ace of the staff. We still got a ways to go, but he – I still – listen, I'm still a fan of the guy. I still support him and everything, obviously, but 
he needed this series to reestablish, you know, I'm the ace. I'm the guy that, you know, the Yankees signed and wanted and went all out for, giving over $30 million a year for. To me, he definitely solidified that again. He reminded you that he is this guy, sticky stuff or not, he was that guy. And after the Naylor thing, Cole says he didn't see it. He definitely knows what happened. Because you can tell he buckled down after that, and then he turned it up another notch. And I love love his response. He was like, yeah, it was cute. Yeah. (laughs) The memes followed after that were great. No, it was great. And that's the way you have to address it. He didn't get wrapped up on it. He was like, all right, it was cute. It's fine. And did you see his celebration, by the way? Did you see him in the the locker room yesterday? No. It was actually pretty funny. It's been in a a couple of places. I'll send it to you uh, after the show. So there's a the shot of him with just the goggles pulled up, and he's just got the beard, and he's like, <laughs> like casually, like he. I think he was just being like joking around, like I want, like he didn't want to be there or something like that. So he was fine. And, and also, by the way, I heard the Yankees went ahead, and Luis Severino was really funny with this. He had some quotes earlier where he said that they didn't party too hard because they obviously they had to travel. Mm-hmm. He also said the champagne tasted like crap, so no one wanted to drink it. So that motivated them to get the hell out of there and get to the point. And I thought that was really funny, though. But, yeah, Garrett Cole's my king of the hill. I have a feeling I know who yours is, though. I alluded to it. Uh, he pitched in all five games. He was amazing. I don't normally go with uh, somebody from the bullpen, so this is a departure from me. And I'm sure everybody thought I was going to say Nestor because he's my favorite, and he still is. Mm-hmm. But Wandy Peralta really did it for us in this ALDS. And yeah. I had to give people their roses when when they deserve them. And he really deserved it. No, he absolutely did. That was that would have been a runner-up. I mean, he is the guy that we had men- mentioned. He has the rubber arm. He was out there, got some huge outs for them. And also in that game four, which was huge, they were fighting for their season at that point. Mm-hmm. He went ahead and, and was the closer. He went ahead and shut it down. One, two, three. So, yeah. you know. How, how could you not at that point? Yeah. So, um, all right. So that will keep things rolling along. And that takes us to our preview. Because guess what? It is Yankees-Astros rematch in the ALCS once again. Uh, we all knew it was coming down to this. Like, yeah. We all knew that this is what it was. This is what we, what we really wanted it to be. So, I mean, it, it just it just had to be. So um, before we uh, actually, let's get into the, oops, I wanted to go ahead and bring in because it was actually an extra thing I wanted to do. But all right, let's just get to the, tonight's lineup, though, mm-hmm. as we often will. Um, Lisa, you want to go ahead with the, with the lineup for tonight? Absolutely. And I just want to say I love that picture. <laughs> um, because there's so many prominent in it. So batting first, our second baseman, Glaber, who's I'm your daddy, <laughs> Torres. <laughs> um, then we have who I hope I'm gonna keep saying this until it happens. I hope he's our captain very soon. Uh, I hope he stays in the pinstripes. Aaron Judge in right field, batting second. Uh Ed's favorite player in the infield, our first baseman, batting third, Anthony Rizzo. My favorite player, and he's actually starting today. He is not DHing. He's going to be in left field today, John Carlos Stanton, which I was very happy to see. I'm very mm-hmm. excited about that. 
Josh Donaldson is batting fifth. He'll be playing third base, uh, as we expected. I think both of us are very happy that Matt Carpenter will be the eighth today. I think yep. I'm really missing him. So glad he's back. Looking forward to seeing what he could do in the DH role tonight. Uh, Harrison Bader is up after him. He'll be playing in center field. And, I mean, he's just been amazing out there. I really appreciate it. It's a breath of fresh air when you see somebody that actually, you know, like is consistent when they come out there. And, again, not trying to talk trash about somebody that got hurt, but, yeah, you know. Uh, so Harrison Bader will be playing in center field. Then we have our friend Isaiah kind of Falefa um, in shortstop. Feel bad for Oswaldo. I think he's been doing a pretty good job. I do hope he has the opportunity to play during the series. We'll see what happens. I'm sure he'll come in um, to pinch it for somebody at some point as well, but we'll see what happens with that. Uh, my favorite catcher in a while, Jose Trevino, will be catching. And as we know, um, Jameson Tyone is our pitcher for the night. Yeah, so I, I think the, the one thing we didn't get a chance to really get into earlier in the, in the show, though, and I actually think it kind of fits more at this point, is I'm good. I'm actually really good with this lineup completely. I like the fact Stanton's getting into left field and in Houston, sure. smaller left field. So if you're concerned about, you know, his legs at the moment, that's fine. Uh, and you also find a way because to get another bat in the lineup for Carpenter because against Justin Verlander, you need every bat you can get. I mean, the guy's going to be yes. tough. So you got to see. I mean, the Mariners did touch him up in, in the first series. So maybe we can catch him again. We'll see how that goes. IKF is the is the one that kind of make me scratch my head a little bit here. I um, was I was pretty interested in learning the reasoning behind that. Yeah. So the thing is this. So in after game going into game four with the season on the line, they decide to go to Cabrera at shortstop and Hicks on left field at that point. Pretty much, you know, IKF was kind of being shaky. He was hitting pretty well actually, but he was shaky at short. Can't have that. So they went with Cabrera, who can play anywhere. Uh, who wasn't specifically shorthanded, I would say. He kind of bobbled a couple of balls but made some plays as well. Uh, he was having a tough time in left field, so I also think they wanted to keep his bat in the lineup. So that was a way to keep his bat in the lineup and also shore up shortstop a little bit. So I, I was for that move. Now, with Hicks getting hurt, that changes things. Um, so Carpenter being ready, you want to get his bat in the lineup too. So... I just kind of thought we were going to see Cabrera at shortstop again tonight. Mm -hmm. When you benched IKF, I just was kind of found it interesting you went back to him. I thought that was kind of done. I thought we were kind of moving off from it and that he was going to only play when needed. And he's back in there, but apparently some of the reasoning is he's got good numbers against Verlander throughout his career. He's had success. So I can kind of understand that. And I think when it ties into the roster for the ALCS, though, um, Peraza's on the ALCS roster. So you got, I'm assuming there's a reason you have the kid in there. I'm mm -hmm. sure there could be pinch hits like you'd mentioned. Mm -hmm. If you're bringing a bat off the bench for IKF or something like that in a big spot, then you want to get another shortstop in there. But you got Cabrera to do that. You got Marlon Gonzalez to do that. So they do have options. They do have a flexible roster, a more flexible roster in this round. So that's okay. I just thought it was a little bit head-scratching there. But – Whatever. It's not completely shocking. I don't want to call it shocking. It's not the word. I just thought it was kind of head-scratching. So I thought we were kind of moved off that. But, yeah, you know, here we are now. So we, we do – that's that's tonight's lineup. And he also did say that the uh, against some lefties, Carpenter won't be in the lineup. So then maybe Stanton goes back to DH then. 
and then Cabrera will get back into lineup moving forward, or even Peraza, or something like that. So it's it, it, it'll be it's not going to be a set lineup this series. I'll tell you that much. It's going right. to be a lot of moving, moving parts going around. Um, but speaking of the actual uh, ALCS roster, I did want to bring that up quickly before we wrap because I'm pretty sure the game two. We know that we know uh, Luis Severino is going in game two for the Yanks, but I don't recall the. When I checked earlier, they didn't have uh, the Astros did not have their game two starter. At least uh, they do now. Oh, okay. It's going to so, be uh, uh, Valdez. Okay, okay, that's not not completely shocking though either. Um, so here it is. Here is the actual Yanks twenty six man roster for the ALCS. So. There's, there wasn't a ton of movement, but the only uh, subtractions were Aaron Hicks from the division series because he's out for six weeks, as we mentioned previously. Uh, Oswaldo Pereira, uh, Peraza takes his place. Uh, DJ LeMahieu, though, apparently was close, but ultimately they felt like his foot was not well enough to get going there. So we do have that kind of a switch right there. Oh, or not switch. Uh, but the bullpen, though. So Miguel Castro, kind of an interesting choice there because Ron Marinaccio apparently was making progress, but they didn't feel like it was enough progress mm-hmm. to make the roster. And he keeps saying he's ready to go when called upon. So um, I don't know if it's him being too optimistic. I would kind of probably lean towards the Yanks medical staff at this point because I'm sure if he was available, he would definitely be on the roster to get him Miguel Castro. But Frankie Montas is back on the roster in place of Lucas Litke. So... I thought that was an interesting choice as well. Now, the reasoning why Frankie Montas has career good numbers career-wise versus the Astros. So, and also Greg Weiser has been added to the roster as well. So I think that's some of the, you know, Astros, you know, right hand dominantly right-handed hitting lineup. So outside of Alvarez and Tucker, who are their big lefties, but I'm pretty sure that's why Weiser's in there. I also wouldn't expect to see Weiser in this. Things are not going well. But Frankie Montas, I think, coming out of the bullpen is an interesting – He's he might be a guy to watch, mm-hmm. you know, to give them some – he's not getting started, obviously, because that's not happening. He's not stretched out for it. So. Uh, but Peraza is an interesting weapon, though, off the bench, you know, position player-wise as well. Um, you got anything on, on – uh, any comments or questions regarding this lineup here? Like, is there anything yeah. that you would want to say? Um, no, I mean, I agree with you. I think Peraza is probably on there because of his speed on the bases. And I see Tim LaCastro as well. And they utilize him often as a pinch runner. So mm-hmm. I'm sure I, and Tim LaCastro can go play left field, um, later in the game. If the game is, you know, a blowout either way, they'll take, uh, Giancarlo out. I know. So yeah. not, no surprise there. Um, but yeah, we'll see uh, how everything translates with everybody. I was initially nervous about Justin Verlander, but uh, he got lit up. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. we'll see. You know, he's he he's been around a long time. The Yankees are from you know familiar enough with him, so we'll see what happens. But I need them. Uh, I'm only going to get to see three out of three of the games before I go away. So I I need it. I'm going to be. I mean, I would love three wins, but uh, I need at least two out of the three wins. I can't be going into my trip wondering what they're doing. I do have an app, though, so I will be able to watch from where I will be. That's true. No, you, I, you, you'll find a way. I'm not, con- I'm not concerned. I will find a way. I don't know how big baseball is where I'm going, but. 
you make baseball bigger wherever you're going. How about that? I absolutely <laughs> will. I, I did already pack a couple of Yankee shirts just to make sure I'm repping where I'll be. So nice. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that pretty much does it for this one. So because some of us we have a game to watch. All of yeah, us have been watching this podcast. I already have the TV on. Yeah, so uh, no, thanks for joining us as always. Really appreciate all the support. Uh, if you're catching us on Facebook, you can join the Empire 161 Show group on Facebook. Highlights and interaction and talk. There's been a lot of traffic on there today. So thanks to everyone who's commenting on that. Keep bringing the questions and comments and articles. Uh, also, check out Pop Culture Pros. PopCulturePros.com because that's who we're That's the mothership. So got to always support them. Uh, and at Pop Culture Pros on Twitter as well. And our Twitter handle. At Empire One Six One Show, tweets us questions, comments, whatever you got, bring it all. Let's go, baby. We're all sitting there, we're all on the edge of our seats, throwing this posters in front. So let's do it. Uh, YouTube, subscribe to Pop Culture Pro. Check out all the cool shows that we got on there as well. Uh, Instagram, we got our own Instagram at the underscore Empire underscore One Six One underscore Show, and that's never gonna get old. Well, you say I, I, you get a kick out of me having to read that stuff by myself. Um, no, check that out. Lisa is the one who, who handles the Instagram. I handle the Twitter. So both is a lot of fun. So give both of us a follow and, uh, and check us out. So uh, let's go Yankees, though. Let's go ahead. Let's, let's get this rematch going our way. Some little revenge on the, the trash can bangers going over there. Uh, and we will see you next week. Win, lose, or draw. We're Some of us will see back. you next week. Some of us will see you next week. Yes. So let's go, Yanks, and see you then. All right. Bye, Peace. everybody.